the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Situation Report today. Very glad to have you joining me. This is the show where we do our very best to give you the information and perspectives you need to navigate an ever-changing culture. My name is Jeremy Stallnicker. I am your host today, and I'm excited for the conversation that you're going to hear in just a second. Uh, this is one of those conversations where I do a lot of sitting and listening, an incredible story told by the founders of VidAngel, now Angel Studios. You may know them as the ones who have produced the Chosen series, also responsible for producing Dry Bar Comedy. And uh, man, what an amazing story. We are at a moment in time where our faith, <laughs> if there was any faith, in what has always been is shaken at best. For many of us, it's been destroyed. We look at even those uh, places, those corporations that have produced traditionally incredible content for families and for children, companies like Disney and we have seen that there is an underlying agenda that is very aggressive and that is anything but pro-family, at least pro-family as I understand it. I think for many of us, we've been left in the lurch trying to figure out what to do for our families as it relates to entertainment, as it relates to uh, even the content that's coming our direction and that we're allowing to filter into our homes. And this is a story of a family that has decided they're going to do something about that, and they have fought, and they have pushed, and they have been blessed, and God has worked in their lives and in their uh, company to make this happen. I'm so excited to be able to share this with you. I hope this is the first of several conversations we have with Neil and Jordan Harmon. Great to have on as my guests today, Neil and Jordan Harmon. Neil is the CEO, and Jordan is the president of Angel Studios. And uh, gentlemen, great to have you on today. A lot to talk about, and I uh, just want to jump into, um, man, I don't know where, where exactly to start. So let's start with what everyone knows. Let's start with The Chosen. And uh, you guys can talk about some of the work that you've done, but let's start with that. Uh, it's been amazing, huge audience, huge response. And I think a lot of people are asking for you to do more. Um, can we talk about that? And then I'd love to hear the backstory, how we got to this place. You bet. Thanks for having us on, Jeremy. So let's uh, let's just start with how big The Chosen has become. So yeah. the audience is approaching 100 million people globally. Uh, it's been watched in over 180 countries. It's been um, dubbed into over tw uh, 12 languages. Um, and then it's subtitled in like over 50 languages. And, wow. um, this is, this is truly a community movement, uh, that's bigger than, than angel that's bigger than the chosen, but it's about yeah. what's happening inside of people as they experience the stories of Christ through the eyes of those he touched. And, uh, and we, we just, with how everything went down with COVID and, and what a phenomenon The Chosen became, we're just so grateful to be part of it. And uh, 
but there's a lot of backstory in how we even got to, to the chosen. Um, and, uh, anyway, it's, it's, it's a fun story, Jeremy. Yeah. You definitely consistently feel like when people see something like the chosen come out, they're like, Oh man, it's, it's amazing. Of course it's great. Uh, they don't realize that all the pain points and different things that yeah, happen sure. leading up to it. They just see the success and they're like, this is fantastic. You guys are so <laughs> fortunate to be here. Like, oh, we are definitely fortunate, but there's a o- overnight there. success. Where did these That's guys come exactly from? Right. They must have done this in their garage. Exactly right. You know what's crazy about, about The Chosen in particular? Um, I'm going to make a confession right now. I don't like to say out loud, but I'm going to do it anyhow. Uh, I'm a Christian. I was, I was raised in a very conservative Christian home. I've got kids, so I like conservative Christian content. And I really struggle with faith content. I'm not going to lie. I have such a hard time because I like good storytelling. I, I like things that are done well and produced well. And I feel like with the sincerest motives, so many in the faith community have fallen short trying to do that. And uh this has taken us a different direction, and I think that's why so many people have responded so well, uh, not only because of the story, it is the timeless story of our Savior, which we're very thankful for, but others have done that, um, and you guys have done it in a different way. Maybe talk about that, if you wouldn't mind, for just a second, your, your, your focus on doing it so well, not just telling an incredible story, but doing it so well. Jeremy, I, I think uh, I think the caliber of which the story is being told that, that that credit goes to Dallas his team and the actors and everyone around the chosen the writers and, and what they've done uh, it's it, a lot of cre- credit needs to go to them but we also think that um, that there should be some credit to divine providence because if I heard the mm-hmm. story of how Dallas and Angel came together and how this show was created, if I hadn't been part of it, then I wouldn't believe it myself. It'd be too dramatized. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we had a company, so Angel Studios at the time was called VidAngel. We were being sued by the largest media company in the world, Disney. Sure, uh, yeah. For over $100 million. Um, we are a few farm boys from Idaho who are Latter-day mm-hmm. Saints, and we've got the son of one of the most successful evangelical authors of all time, Dallas Jenkins, who had just had yeah. a theatrical failure um, in the box office. And, uh, and it was the most unlikely partners you'd ever expect. But because we're both <laughs> going through this hardship and we came together and decided yeah. to do this project together, the, the, the third element of this is that the person who connected us, uh, Matthew Faraci, he's, he's a Jew. And uh, so this, yeah. this sounds like a really bad yeah. joke. <laughs> so, what a strange world we're living in. <laughs> so here we are. Uh, we got Latter-day Saints, evangelicals, and a Jew being connected in order to make this show. And uh, our job at Angel um, is, is, to, is to help uh, with the crowdfunding, is to help distribute the show and then the chosen's job is to is to make an amazing show and so we when dallas and amanda came came and visited us we set out on this endeavor together to make essentially what if you think of house of cards there's there's a tv show on 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 netflix called house of cards netflix wasn't an original content maker 
and they did a house of cards and it was their flagship show that mm. kind of blazed the trail for all the original content that that uh netflix had done so we sat together yep. with dallas and amanda and we said hey we want to get into original content um and this we think is the show we want to be our flagship and dallas and amanda yeah. and and, and daryl and the founders of the chosen also said yes that's what we want to do as well uh and we're going to make an amazing show and you guys are going to build a network and and that's that's how this whole endeavor started with the most unusual of circumstances and and uh there's a lot more to that story i don't know how how detailed you want to go jeremy but there's a lot more behind the scenes as you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now Mike has done it again by introducing his My Slippers. For a limited time, you will save $90 on a pair of My Slippers. This blowout sale of the year won't last, so order now. Mike has taken two years to develop the My Slippers, and they are designed to wear both indoor and out all day long. Made with MyPillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, they are also made with quality leather suede. Call 1-800-870-0283, use the promo code SITREP, or go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code SITREP. This offer will not last long, so order now with promo code SITREP at MyPillow.com. Yeah, I'd love to hear some of the unusual circumstances. I I... I my opinion is this, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that part of the success of The Chosen has been the time that we're living through right now and people of faith looking for a point of hope and finding that in The Chosen. Um, but I think the story behind that gives a lot of hope, too. Can you talk about some of those unusual circumstances, some of that divine providence that brings these pieces together? Yeah, you bet. I'd um, go back even further. How far back would you go? How the Disney lawsuit got started, what happened there, and 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 this leading up into seeing the shepherd. So I actually thought of an or even earlier memory. So um, when we start, you guys can go back to Idaho if you want to. <laughs> just take a run up yeah, from, from there the all the way to here. <laughs> so so oh, goodness, yeah. So. Um, we're giving you, we'll give you some really like behind the scenes stuff we haven't shared before, Jeremy. Um, I, I, I remember when we started VidAngel, um, Jordan and I were living together uh, because I, so I, I, I did a business back in, that failed spectacularly back in 2008 and got into a lot of debt and spent years working out of that, that situation. And Jordan came to live with me um, in my basement, um, to help, like he contributed to, he paid rent, which helped me pay down yeah. my bills. And then we started this company in the basement, VidAngel, yeah. um, because yeah. we wanted this company for, for our kids. So we're, we're in the basement together and we're, uh, building out this VidAngel system. And VidAngel was this idea that you could get a great story. One of my favorites. And the first one that we did this on was called Cinderella Man. And it's a great story. I wanted to share this story with my kids. But there's a coach in this story who has got a mouth. And I didn't want my 10-year-old boy or 9-year-old boy at the time to start repeating right. the words this guy said to his little sisters. So we developed this tech and realized that about half of American parents wanted this tech. And then we were working on it together in, in, in the basement. And, um, and 
uh, I remember like just an early miracle uh, where um, um, where we were at a, a pivotal point where VidAngel could have just ended right at the very, very beginning. Yeah. And uh, Jordan was, was, I won't get into the details of it, but um, the fact that Jordan was living with us at the time um, was actually instrumental into me not giving up on, 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 on the project. And uh, so, you know, it's, it's just one of the first little miracles that I've, I, I thought I'd yeah. share right here. Yeah, well, I appreciate sharing that. That's that's nice to hear that from your perspective. So yeah, I mean, we we started this in in, in the basement, um, and then as we kind of defined an initial business model of how we wanted this to look, um, Neil convinced Jeff and Daniel to to kind of come on uh, on board. Mm. They were already interested, but they were, um, but they were a little bit. Um, there's there was a lot of opportunities opening up at the time because Jeff right. Neil. Um, and, and Daniel had just started an ad just started an ad agency that had blown up. Oh, wow. the, they created yeah. their first huge commercial, which was called, they had done one before with, uh, with the company they had, uh, started called the Brush or uh, had been uh, executives at, and that had done really, really well. And they took that same model of how they did that, um, ad with for Brush, And they had this, um, company approach them called Poopery. And they said, we want you yeah. to create this you know, ad for us. And, uh, and so they created an ad that has become one of the most iconic viral ads in history. Right. And so this ad agency is exploding and their opportunities yeah. are opening up and Jeff's like, I don't want to create a filtering company. Anyway. But through, through some different decisions and really, well, it was really, it was really once, once we all caught the vision that if we built a filtering tool, to build an audience yeah. and those half of American parents who would be interested in using that tool, that that would build an audience. And once that audience was big enough, we would be able to distribute shows that are better made than what Hollywood does. Yep. So that's that, that was yep. the original goal. And as soon as, as soon as we all aligned around that vision, everybody got excited, everybody got excited about it. And we, and we started out on this VidAngel endeavor. Now VidAngel, that was 2013. Mm -hmm. There was this little wow. device uh, called the Chromecast that had become available, and we tried to launch yeah. the service on the Chromecast. We were up all night in California launching this service, <laughs> and in the morning when the when Chromecast moved from private beta to beta, they we found out after working all night long that they had removed the tech that would make it possible to skip over offensive wow. scenes. And wow. we had talked to them about what we wanted to do. So th then after that, we launched this uh, this advertisement that was the most viral ad we ever created. Um, it was a family sitting on a couch, on a white couch, uh, dressed in white, and then they watched um, first Gone with the Wind, and they got pelted yeah. with one paintball. I, I remember watched... that ad. Yeah. Yep. Okay, you saw. Yeah, it says the first the oh, first yeah, swear yeah. word in Hollywood history. Yeah. When, when you said and, 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 when you said white clothes on a white couch, I started picturing the paintball hitting them. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the ad. Yeah. So that ad made it to the front page of YouTube and of um, Apple TV within like 24 hours. And then wow. over a million views within 24 hours. And back then, that was just unheard of. Yes. We'd never <laughs> had a video grow that fast. And then that's it just crazy. stopped. Just stopped instantly. It and disappeared. And, 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 <laughs> and it, 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 it turned out after we looked into it that they had converted it into adult mode so that the audience that's most interested in the content wouldn't 
have access mm. to it. The people who want their filters yeah. enabled wouldn't be able to see the filtering product. So we get we get hit on the Chromecast. We get hit on this ad. Then we uh, somebody reached out to us from Google Play and said, "Hey, I want to. We we love the tech that you're doing. We we want to implement it inside of Google Play." And we're like, "We're having a lot of trouble. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go." <laughs> And uh, those conversations, we went out to California. I don't know if you went. No, I did go out on that trip. Okay. We went out to California uh, after they went, they realized that their contracts, they said, I th we think we're going to have to go back and talk to the studios. And then the studio said, no. Yeah. So three, three tries. Um, the fourth try we got, uh, we, we met a Hollywood attorney um, and he explained a system that would follow the law and allow us to buy DVDs and Blu-rays and then filter them to people online. And, uh, and we wrote all the studios, asked them for feedback, told them what we were doing, and uh, explained how they would monetarily benefit them in major ways. Yeah, mm. yeah. So four times, and then that was the one what we started growing. And um, a yeah. year later, uh, this, this cool law uh, got passed and it, it was called the Jobs Act, and it allowed regular people that aren't rich to invest in companies early on. And uh, it's called Regulation A. And we said, this is, I, I couldn't stop thinking about this law and talking to all the partners and everybody at, at VidAngel saying, I think we need to do this law and, and uh, raise money with our, with, our, with, our, with our customers. So we ask our customers whether they're interested in doing this. And two weeks mm. after we asked that question, uh, in um, in our little hole in the wall now office, uh, in walks a private investigator with a stack of papers this big and says, "Mr. Harmon, we need you to sign right here." And uh, it turned out to be a big fat lawsuit from from Disney, um, four major studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disney, Fox, and Warner Brothers, and then films. Right. And and then uh, Disney ended up acquiring all of them except for Warner Brothers. So, um, yeah. So in, in, anyway, so we tried the, this company, um, and uh, so you know, just false start after false start after false start. Well, we knew that we always wanted to um, uh, to do the original content play, but we didn't know exactly how. After after Disney sued us, we went back to the crowd and said, "Hey." Forget this big raise that you guys said you wanted to invest $62 million. We just need to survive. Let's do $5 million just to get us through the lawsuit. And our, our, our customers invested $10 million in, in five days. Uh, it, was, it was a miracle. And, wow. well, and, and, and to bring a, more, a little more flavor to that, they, they had been, when the lawsuit was becoming more public, they had been reaching out and just asking, like, how do we donate? How do we... You know, right, keep you right. guys alive. Like yeah. they love what you're doing. Yes. They love your mission. You know what? And, and we had seventy thousand donations. Yeah, it's just it blew us out of the water. Wow. Um, but but what really turned the tide was opening that regulation A round. That's right. And right as soon as that thing closed, Daniel called our other co-founder and brother, um, and uh, he's now the showrunner of Tuttle Twins. Yeah, he he said, "What just happened is." Is amazing. Imagine if we did yeah. this with a film or a TV show. We could solve the chicken and egg problem where Hollywood won't afford right. money for shows <laughs> right. we want to make or we want to see made. 
people yeah. get to decide what what show you know we could we could raise money and this clicked uh we loved the idea uh shortly after that the judge in in los angeles sh- uh effectively shut us down and the night that we got shut down or the following night we announced to the press we were going to launch the studio angel studios wow. and uh wow. started a, a show called dry bar comedy and we started looking for what was going to be our first yeah. series. So Dry Bar, yeah. um, maybe some of you have seen it. Um, yeah. You've seen it, Jeremy? I, I love Dry Bar comedy. I like stand-up comics, but sometimes I just can't endure them. Yeah. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so it's great. And particularly the, your spouse or any kids. That's just... Yeah, and I can't have my kids around, right? I can't forward it over to my kids. So, um, And I love that a lot of, and, and maybe this is you guys doing it, but short clips of particular stand-up bits are pushed out on social media. Yeah. They're easy to grab, and then I end up watching, you know, 45 minutes of them because they keep <laughs> playing. So thanks for that. But, uh, We're so but, glad we did. Yeah, awesome. I, I didn't realize that was you guys that produced that. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that was our first original show, uh, Dry Bar. And, uh, huh. and had we not done Dry Bar, uh, we not, wouldn't have survived the lawsuit, and we wouldn't have been able to attract Dallas and The Chosen. to the, to the, So it... These little dominoes are falling where we barely, barely live and have mul- multiple near-death experiences as a company. And that, but it seems like each domino uh, prepared us for the next step. Um, yeah. And a, and a funny thing everybody here says, I mean, you, you can appreciate Jordan's laugh. You've heard it, but everyone can hear Jordan's laugh on, <laughs> on Dry Bar. There's multiple episodes <laughs> where I just bust up laughing, and uh, I've had people literally comment and say, this is a Harmon. <laughs> this is a Harmon laugh. Yeah. So, yeah. so, um, so Dry Bar, um, it, it took us about three seasons to make it profitable. But during that process uh, was when Matthew Faraci connected us to uh, Dallas mm. Jenkins and gave us The Shepherd, which is a little 18-minute short film that, that kicked off uh, The Chosen. Um, is Matthew, just as a complete aside, is Matthew the most connected guy in the world, or is it just in your world? Because it seems like he knows everybody. He's constantly, like, emailing or texting going, hey, I just met so-and-so. Do you want to talk to him? I was like, how do you know everybody? Yeah, that is definitely, uh, there could be an argument made there for him knowing more people in the world than anybody. I have that. Yeah, he's I awesome. That, Jeremy, I have that exact same feeling, and I've known Matthew for now for over six years, and... When I first met him, I thought that. And then when I'm around him again, I'm just like, this guy's a super connector. I, I met him the first time in person. Uh, we were at an event, and he walked up to our table, and we were talking. And I thought, there's no way there is a human being who is, A, this connected, and B, this excited. <laughs> but he's always excited about everything. And uh, it's awesome. So anyhow, that was a complete aside. <laughs> That's great. Um, so, yeah, so Matthew, um, at Matthew sent us the, the shepherd. Jeffrey saw it first, uh, and then Jeffrey said to me, hey, Neil, I think I found our first series. Like, we were, mm. we were thinking, man, how do we get into larger productions, and how do we do our first crowdfunding? Um, and, uh, and he says, I think we found our first series. And I said, well, what's it about? And he says, uh, it's about the Bible. And I said, no, no, we're, not, we, we're a for-profit company. We're not going to go. Yeah. He said, just, just watch it, Neil. Just, just, just see what you think. And uh, I remember putting on the headphones in the office here, and and um, and then forgetting I was here. 
forgetting I was at work and right. feeling like um, that I was there for Christ's birth, like really mm. there. And, and mm. I think the reason it connected with me so deeply is because it was through the eyes of the shepherds. And we grew up on a farm and, you know, mm. farmers are, are, are kind of in the margins of society, in the modern society, but we were on the margin of the margin um, in our community. <laughs> we were in a big family. We were poor um, and we didn't have a farm. We just worked for farmers uh, in the area. Mm. And, and so I, I, it, I was there. And, and, and yeah. I, I remember taking off the headphones and Jeffrey said, first thing you said to me, Neil, was this is why we made VidAngel. Um, mm. This is why we made Angel Studios. Was real, I mean, we hadn't yet gotten the, the, the name angel.com, but, um, but uh, eventually did. And, and then Jeffrey said, well, now we got to convince Dallas <laughs> that he wants to do it with us <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and started the process. So um, I don't know if you have any thoughts or memories no, around that no, situation. I, I, mean, I remember Dallas coming into town and we gave him the full treatment. He That's right. He even came to uh, my family's baby blessing at my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it was a very, I just had my third child. Her name's Evelyn. And, uh, and so it was that same weekend. And so Dallas, Neil and Jeff were like, well, we're going to Jordan's baby blessing. Do you want to come? He's like, sure. I want to see the, you know, and he was expecting probably some weird, uh, LDS ritual or something. <laughs> and he gets in it and we get done with this prayer. And he said, well, that was a beautiful prayer. I was expecting something completely different. <laughs> so anyway, um, but he got the full experience and, and, uh, and it was, it was, it, we could, we could see that the experiences that led him to us and the experiences that led us to him, um, what were, what opened both of our minds and, and furthermore, we learned that Dallas married somebody very special, uh, like mm. Amanda. Uh, nobody knows truly how much she, because Dallas is the face of the chosen. Nobody knows truly how much. I mean, Dallas would be the first to say that Amanda is kind of a spiritual center for for the show. Yeah. Um, but we got to see that firsthand. Um, they're, they're quite a team. And, and and you want a little inside scoop? So after they got to the point that they're like, okay. What do we have to lose? Let's give this a shot. We took them aside into this room and said, um, "This is right as they're leaving." You, right? Yeah, you guys, you guys are flying out. Uh, we just wanted to let you know before you sign the documents that we're filing for Chapter Eleven bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> but we're excited. <laughs> You're a, you're a real salesman. I can see that if this didn't work out, you could go into sales because it seems like you have all the right answers. Oh, yeah, so, and then, and it was a good thing Amanda was there because I think Dallas's face went white and then Amanda's like, oh, what the heck, let's go. I, I mean, I don't remember her yeah. words. She, she, she would be able to tell you better, but, um, and uh, sure enough, we did and we had to, we, we had to file bankruptcy to protect ourselves because we, uh, Disney was threatening to come after us personally and the judgment was going to be so huge. Uh, we just needed wow. time. And, uh, and sure enough, the bankruptcy tr- proved to be a lifeline for us. And, and, uh, and it's just, it's, it's just for us. It's like I said, uh, by the time we, so we, when we went to trial, um, so the bankruptcy bought us about a year to build dry bar, to work on the chosen and, and get it out the door. Then we went to trial um, in California and 
Jeremy, uh, that was the most awful experience. Um, mm. it, we, it was just filled with injustices. Um, sure. And it was really fun, actually, because one side of the courtroom was filled with uh, like Harvard suits. <laughs> the other yeah. side, little families would come in and sit down, <laughs> like little Jewish right. families and other families are like, go, Vinny, yeah. go. <laughs> right, right, and, uh, right. But then we had, remember, we talked to Google. Well, we had, a, we had somebody at Google who was really willing to testify in court. And the judge threw out his test and said he can't testify. And then wow. right after that, let Disney's witnesses testify to Google's intent on on uh, on us wanting to work with them. Um, the 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 judge set it up to where so that all the attorneys said, "There's no way you're going to get willful infringement because you had the advice of counsel. You've been seeking attorney's yeah. help this entire yeah. time." Yeah. They threw out our ability. To, to defend ourselves with advice of counsel. They scratched your thing from the record when you said. Yes. Anyway, it's just a disaster of a trial. And, uh, and then we got a $62 million judgment against us that uh, was meant to put us out of business. Yep. And yep. Disney went right to the bankruptcy court and says, you've got to shut these guys down. And um, we said... Uh, well, through another miracle, they had also asked for us to be taken over by a trustee. This is too much inside baseball, I'm sure, Jeremy. But um, we said yes to the trustee. You can have someone run our company. They need to be a third-party objective person. But as soon as yep. you appoint someone, you can't change them. Disney, if you agree to that, we'll do it. Because we believed that if somebody third-party came in and saw what was happening, they would be yep. able to identify that yep. Disney was right. a bad actor. So sure enough, that's right. what happened. And over months of time, the trustee, well, and then the trustee said, guys, if you don't, you only did 750,000 on the first four episodes of The Chosen. If you don't hit 1.5 million during the Christmas holiday, I'm not, I don't, I don't see how I can keep this together. Like we might have to liquidate it and be done. So we go to town and and we were struggling struggling to find a model mm. and then uh, then we had inspiration for this model called pay it forward um before you jump into yeah. that you know uh, just to give context and jeremy i don't know how familiar you are with traditional hollywood and their models but we had gone through the process with the chosen specifically of using traditional models they have subscription models and yep. vod models mm. and yep. trying to figure out yep. like and through that process, we were like, wow, traditional Hollywood is kind of broken as to how it gets content yeah. to consumers, whether it's through the, right. there were so many gatekeepers and so many problems and so many issues with going through that process that it forced us to really go down some creative paths as to how to monetize the chosen. In so. fact, D uh, David Quinto, that 30 year attorney who came and helped us fight the legal battle, and he represented the Oscars and Disney and and. Wow. He was the, one of the founding members of the second largest litigation firm in the world. Super smart attorney at the end of his career, and he left his career just to say, I want to do something good with the end of my career. Yeah. Anyway, he said to us when we did the contracts for, for Drybar, he said, you guys really intend to pay these people. <laughs> yes. And yes. we said, of course. I mean, how does the business work if we don't pay them? And, and one of the things yeah. that we didn't realize and understand the full complexity is in Hollywood, 
Every dollar that comes in, the distributor, the studio will take a distribution fee, which is anywhere between 12 and 30%. And then they'll take their distribution costs, which is a ton mm. of money considering the fact that they just took a distribution fee. And then they do right. marketing. And then they have their ad overhead fee, which is another fee for just managing the marketing. And then yeah. they have it's a racket. It's, it's a complete racket up and down the board and that it's double charging up and down the line. Now, there are creators who get paid out in Hollywood, but they're very, very few. I mean, Harry Potter mm. made over $8 billion, but somehow Quinto up, said he could count on one hand the number of creators he could who, remember, who could remember got getting a, a backhand got a back check. And so, and so wow. when, we, when wow. we saw this, we were like, oh my goodness, there's so much, not just in creating incredible content, but in creating an incredible model there will actually be a win-win with the studio and the creator and the crowd and the crowd. Yep. So that was our that was our goal. Um, and um, in the meantime, right during this process in the bankruptcy, um, we come within weeks of running out of money as we're helping the chosen get off the ground and um, and like literally weeks. Oh, and during the lawsuit, we had to lay off 70% of our, of our team. It was just, it was wow. so, so difficult. Um, wow. Dallas and Daryl described that period as crawling on glass. And it's a mm. good term for it because it felt like it just took everything you had to take the next step. Well, during that time period, well, COVID hit. And COVID made it so that <laughs> Disney started losing $25 million a day. COVID also made it so a lot of people were in their homes and they were of a mindset of what is going on in our world and I need more of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so yep. they were more likely to watch The Chosen. Um, yep. and, uh, and then we invented in late 2019 this pay it forward model with some heavenly help. Um, and we started developing the technology for this and told Dallas about it. And Dallas said, we can't, you know, we're not going to deal with this until November because I can't meet with you. And uh, we just kept developing this, even without having Dallas coming on board, we just kept developing the software because we knew it had to be ready in time to launch in faith that we could come to something. So we did uh, and talked to Dallas about it in November. Again, Amanda loved the idea. She, you know, she always felt like the gospel should be free. And the idea of a business model where the chosen's free uh, really appealed to all of us. Um, and, and so people could pay it forward so that the show could spread to more people throughout the world and, um, and fund future episodes and seasons. Then COVID hit and people started watching. Then we, we, were, we were making it to where when people paid it forward that we only let in as many people as there were pay it forwards for. Uh, mm. around the COVID time, we just opened the doors and let everybody watch it for free. And then anybody who would pay it forward could pay it forward. Um, and, and, and the trustee saw our growth rate on both Drybar and, and the chosen. And he went and proposed to the court. He said, these guys are going to be able to pay off the entire judgment. And Disney said, Oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to pay yeah. back. We just want you know, we want to settle and we don't want you to ever touch our stuff <laughs> right. again. And, and we went back to all of our investors and said, Hey guys, we originally wanted to get to the place where we could create original stories and do better than, than these guys in Hollywood. We're there now. We've created this show that chosen is successful. Drive our successful. We, there's a lot more shows. They're paving the way for future shows. 
um, or we can continue to fight this battle, and we will. We promised you we would. Um, and and our investors said, no, we want to go after the real, battle, mm. which is mm. telling the stories, the hearts and minds of people. And there were a few investors who who didn't want to go that route, and we and we offered to buy them out for about three x what they what they invested. And so that alone, like you know that that eight thousand people invested in the middle of a Disney lawsuit that. Disney, every startup they've ever sued has been put out of business to COVID happening and the changing business to pay it forward inspiration to um, the way that the bankruptcy trustee came together. Like, Jeremy, I just can't even believe it. It's like I got we have to pinch ourselves to even realize that this happened. Um, But it did. And uh, we were able to emerge from bankruptcy, saving all of our investors in late 2020. And we also acquired the name angel.com in early 2021 uh, through a series of miracles. And then the chosen has now become what people know it is today. Yeah, that, that is a, an unbelievable story. I, uh, I'm really quick to interrupt people telling stories and I didn't have anything to say. I mean, it's so fascinating what you guys are talking about and, and super encouraging. One thing I'm struck with and, and, I'd love to get your just take on this and you don't have to spend a lot of time on it. But one thing I'm struck with is when you started VidAngel, that's what needed to be done. There's some great movies being produced, some great stories being told. We just need to clean them up so we can share them with our families. And that that's what needed to happen. This lawsuit with Disney and then the timing of all of this, right? Not just the lawsuit against you, but understanding now. Disney's taken off the mask. Um, some of these other children's content providers have taken off the mask, Disney being the biggest where they're not only producing a product that consumers want, but they are actively trying to uh, change the narrative around normative values, uh, things that I would call Christian or biblical values. And they're, they're aggressively going after that. And, and I, I could talk about that all day and what that's even meant to my family in terms of how we've responded to Disney. Um, but how important is the timing of this where you guys, you started just, we're going to clean up good movies, but now it's what we need are good content providers, and you fall right into that that moment where that's what we need right now. How, how significant is that, or am I reading more into that than needs to be? Fall, uh, yeah, fall is yeah. a good term for fall it. Fall is a great term. That's, that's <laughs> a term. It may be uh, uh, almost pushed by... So <laughs> the, uh, and I don't mean, I don't mean that in a disparaging right way. I mean... There, <laughs> There's a lot of there's a lot of work. I don't mean that disparaging. No, no, like, no, I mean, I there's a lot of work term. that's gotten you there, but you couldn't have figured out the timing, right? Yeah, no. Like you come to this place and this is what we need. We need what you have. One of the things that we often say here is um, because we our 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 goal is that Angel is the studio that that amplifies light, tells stories that amplify light. That's our mission, and and we don't want to be that for just a time period. We don't want that right. when the original founders right. and executives leave or when, yeah. um, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years down the road, that angel just becomes what everything else has become. And so yeah. we believe in the wisdom of crowds. We believe there's actually a book called the wisdom of crowds. Um, that's a really exceptional book, book, but it gives an analogy of this psychologist. I believe the psychologist um, who was basically trying to prove that the decisions of society should only be made by the elite. And, and so he hmm. had spent his career trying to understand and prove that, that, that theory. 
and he went to this this fair and he saw there was this cow up on the stage that people could put their guess of how much the cow weighed and the closest guess would would you know win this prize and so he at the end collects the 900 plus responses and he's like i want to just you know jump into this data and understand it and he and he looks at him and no one's even close no one's even remotely close he's like yeah this shows that people are not smart enough to make good decisions mm. But then he decides to look at the data a little differently, and then he pulls the, 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 the average of the crowd together, and the average weight that the crowd guessed was only one pound off from the actual weight. Wow, yeah. And the reason this is important is because it is much easier to corrupt a few than to corrupt the many. And so we are not only creating stories that amplify light, but our, our pipeline has to be validated by what we call the our angel jury and our angel jury is made up of um, 50,000 plus and growing angel investors who have invested in the chosen company tunnel twins you know freelancers all of our different series and, and, and films and they're asked two questions does this story amplify light and and we base that off of Philippians 4 8 um, and then the second question they're asked which is called the Sean Ellis test and basically this was done on Slack in the early days of Slack where he, you know, the investors were having a little bit of concern about Slack's future and viability. And he turns around yeah. and says, hold on yeah. a sec, before we, you know, decide before to give up on Slack, right off this investment, let me do some research into the user base we have here, the customer base. And he asked them one specific question. If Slack didn't exist tomorrow, how would you feel? And he gave them three options to answer. Mm -hmm. Very disappointed, somewhat disappointed or not disappointed. He didn't care about somewhat disappointed, not disappointed. He just wanted to know how many super fans there were of Slack. Yeah. And and 54% of people came back and said, we'd be very disappointed. And so he went to investors and said, we need to double down. We've got something here. And lo and behold, Slack yeah. sells last year for $27 billion. But it was this very <laughs> early indicator as to the, the product market fit of, the, of the, the company. And so with every series and film that we put through, the crowd has to answer that question. If this film or series was never made, how would you mm. feel? And 40% or more need to sit right now, need to say we'd be very disappointed if this was never made, which is a really difficult threshold to get through. Matter of fact, 90-something, yeah. 95% of projects don't get through that question because we want stories that are not just amplifying light but are extremely engaging. We don't want to tell stories that you have to use your own imagination to, uh, yeah, to right, enjoy right. them. You feel good because right. you watch, but you also feel horrible. We have, a, we have some of the same feelings you expressed. At the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> if I wanted to use my imagination, I'd read a book, That's right? Exactly, I'm not watching a movie. Yeah. That's exactly right. And so, um, but that being said, this, this, is the, this is the gatekeepers of Angel's content. And to your point, the stories that are told today through media and entertainment throughout the world is what our culture will look like in 20 or 30 years. Yeah. And we need yeah. and we feel so strongly that Angel and our mission is to help tell stories that amplify light throughout the world and that our culture can hopefully look a little bit more like that in the next 20 or 30 years. That's awesome. We think that the, if the, if. Um, the Disney was formed by the Disney brothers back in the day. And we've had one of the most consistent comments I get on what we went through with Disney is Disney would be rolling in his grave. He wouldn't have approved what he's got, what he's doing to your, what this company's doing to you guys. And we saw this underside of this beast, uh, from the litigation standpoint, yeah. and got a lot of this inside track before the rest of the world saw some of the, fruits of what Dis what's going on right. inside of Disney. And we said, okay, 
if you know we're on this we're on this trajectory that we fell or got ground into an opportunity that probably comes once in a century where mm. some a new uh, studio or distribution arm can ra- can rise up and get enough of an audience and solve the chicken yeah. and an egg problem of telling really yeah. great stories and actually competing in the marketplace of ideas at, for our culture and for our cultural uh, compass. And, um, and we don't want to repeat because we love Disney. We loved reading the story. Our, our mom read yeah. us the story of Walt Disney when we were young. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and we would never, you know, we, you know, we're not as brilliant as Walt Disney was, but as a group, the brothers have an amazing set of like complementary skills that have enabled us to build something that's now assisted Dallas that has assisted all these comedians, yep. uh, yep. to have a, a, like the chosen, there aren't many media projects out there hmm. that have amassed this big of an audience. And we have a that's way right. bolder goal. Like we're going after over a billion people by 2027. And, wow. uh, and so we just want to safeguard what it is that that's this has started. And, uh, we named the company angel, because of the angel investors, we named it after the people who helped save us. And we want the company to reflect their values on into the future. That's incredible. Where can people, um, there's so many things I'd, I'd love to talk to you guys about. I have a whole, whole list of questions forming in my mind. For time, I won't, maybe next time, maybe okay. we can do another one. Um, but where do you want people to follow you um, and learn more about upcoming projects and a lot of the other projects that you're involved in? Yeah, I'd, I'd go first to angel.com because, you know, the, the, the pipeline of content that's coming that you'll start seeing pop up there. You know, later this year, we have a, a season two, a series called Right in the Dance, which is an incredible documentary series about the the nature and the, and the world from both a scientific standpoint, but also just acknowledging mm. that God created these things. And, uh, yeah. and we have, an, yeah. uh, obviously, you know, people are really excited about season three of The Chosen, which we don't have an official date on, but we're very excited about later this year. And then uh, Wingfeather Saga has officially announced that season one of their series will be coming out um, in December. And so what you'll be seeing this year is, is really only a small window into the dozens of projects that we are both helping, developing, uh, assisting with their crowdfunding and getting them through to distribution. And so what you see today is, is a very small window of what you're going to see in the future. And, and our goal is to, to create hundreds of projects that amplify light and series so that families can have a place to go. Uh, so angel.com would be, would be the place to, to, to find us. That's great. Neil and Jordan, thank you so much, man. You guys are doing incredible work and uh, it's wonderful to not only hear what is happening, but understand that you understand that God is working in that and using you for a, a much larger purpose. So thank you for that. Please keep up the good work. And um, man, it's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having us on, Jeremy. Yeah, thank you so much, Jeremy. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies. We've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. 
By aligning their lives to biblical principles, these men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. Great conversation. Please go to angel.com, see what they're up to. And uh, so much great content coming out. We didn't get to this in the conversation. So many other things to talk about. But they are rolling out about $100 million in new content. It's coming your direction. Uh, I, I love the diversity from The Chosen to Dry Bar Comedy to Children's Productions and other even documentaries that they're putting out. Please go and check them out. We need to support this company and companies like them. Thank you for watching and or listening. If you're listening to this podcast and have not subscribed, please do that now. You can subscribe and uh, we would love to have you aware of every episode that is pushed out. You don't need to think about it. It just needs to come to you directly. You do that by subscribing. And then go over to YouTube. You can find our channel there. Go to YouTube, search for The Situation Report. You'll find us. Subscribe, hit the notification bell, and uh, we'd love to connect with you there as well. Thank you so much for joining us. Look forward to talking to you next time. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.